Okay, I'm, I'm gonna start up here, but I'm gonna kind of walk down around the audience for just a little bit. Do we need to adjust the lights here? Ooh, that's really bright. Thank you, Robin. Robin is a joy recovery coach, so if you ever want to feel really good about yourself, talk to Robin. That's actually why she's here today. I planted her in the audience because I knew I was gonna need to feel good about myself, so I said, you know, anytime I have any questions there, Robin's gonna help me out. All right, so are we, are we broadcasting now? Okay, well, we'll officially begin this, uh, this whole presentation then. So, like Robert said, I'm Allison Larson. I uh, run the Speakers Coalition. This is a little bit about me. You can Google me, you can find out more about me. I've been really blessed to be able to do some cool stuff. Started out as a mom in Idaho, a town of less than 5,000 people, a reach of less than 2,000 people, and in nine months went to a reach of 2 million people. Talk about deer in the headlights. My very first speaking engagement was in Beverly Hills. Also my very first time being in Beverly Hills. Have any of you ever been to Beverly Hills before? Can be slightly intimidating. Um, okay, here's what I really want to talk about today. We're going to talk about our core stories. First of all, I want you to stand up if you need people to make your business run. If you need clients, stand up. I just want to make sure I'm in the right room here. Okay, so almost everybody in this room, we got a couple people back there, maybe don't, don't need clients to make their business run. You need people, right? That's the secret to make your business run. So how many of you have people banging at your door, begging to work with you? How many of you would like to have people at <laughs> your door begging to work with you? Well, okay, so we got, we got one person over here. We got uh, Daniel. Of course, Daniel, you've actually, uh, I don't know if this is a good or bad thing in this group, but you actually know uh, the President of the United States and have done some work with him. So if you want to know somebody who knows the President of the United States, I'm not saying your best friends, but you've got somebody here in the room right now. Okay, you guys can go ahead and sit down. So let's talk about how do you get more people? Is it okay if I come down off of this stage? I wear my six inch heels so you can see me, even if I wasn't on stage. Is this okay with everybody? All right, I may be six inches shorter next time you see me. But um, the secret is to begin with the end in mind. So now that we've established that we all need clients to make our business work, let's talk about how we get more clients. Um, when I first got started in this industry, uh, I was just really good at networking. And people kept asking me, Allison, how are you so good? Why are you so good? So I figured out the secrets so I could share them with you. Um, again, here's just some cool things that I've been able to do because of the relationships I built with people. Now in my business, my clients that I work with are mostly speakers, authors, mentors. I've gotten to be on some cool stages, cool TV shows. I have a show on Voice America where I'm able to reach a lot of people. Got to do a cool TV show. Um, I actually have a TV show, red carpet interviews, things like that. All right, so let's talk about this. You can make more friends in two months by becoming interested in other people than you can in two years by trying to get other people interested in you. Is this true? How many of you have been to a networking event before? Be honest with me. How many of you have been, let me finish, yeah. You're like, yes, I'm at a networking event right now. No, how many of you have been to a networking event before where you met somebody and from the second you met them, they just talked about themselves and what they did? Yeah, that happened before, okay. So how did you feel in that moment? Did you want to work with that person? Let me take you through my process. When something like that happens to me, A, I think, well, this person doesn't care at all about me. They just care about them and selling their product. And B, I'm like, okay, who can I pretend is texting or calling me right now so I can get out of this conversation? You know, just praying, please text or call me. So when you are talking about what you do, 
everybody in here probably believes that their service can somehow change somebody's life. That's why you're doing it. But how do you create a conversation where you care about the other person and become interested in that other person rather than feeling like you're the one talking to the person the whole time? I'm going to share a secret with you. So get out your pens and papers, get out your notebooks. I want you to write this down. Okay. It's an acronym. The acronym is P E G peg. Now I promise you the things that I'm telling you today will change your networking life and will allow you to get more clients and more people in your business. So listen very carefully. I've been able to do this presentation to several groups and Jane, should I walk with my back towards people? Should I, I don't know how to do that. Jane's excellent speaker training. So just walk like this. Um, so P E G now I'll explain, but I want you to write this down first. P stands for passion. E stands for experience and G stands for gifts, passion, experience, and gifts. Here's a little game I play and we're going to practice this in a minute. When I'm at a networking event, before I tell the other person anything about me and what I do besides what's normal in the conversation, your name and things like that, I listen or ask questions to find out three things. What are they passionate about? Hey, what are they passionate about? So that may be as simple as asking them a question. So what do you love doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you passionate about what you're doing? Number two, what experience have they had that's led them to where they are today? So all of you have a reason for doing what you're doing right now, right? There's something that happened, a reason why you're doing what you're doing. So I find out what is that experience that they've had that's led them to do what they're doing. And that could, that could just be as simple as a question of saying, so why are you doing what you're doing? What led you in your life to do this? And number three, gifts. I look for, what are they really good at? Do they have a good smile? What's their God-given gift or talent that they have? Do they seem to connect well with other people? And I just look for that. And in my head, once I figured out those things, what are they passionate about? What's an experience they've had? And what's a God-given gift or talent they've had? Now I'll share about what I'm doing. But that lets them know that I'm interested in them right? Robert was up here. He was talking about creating friends. When you are looking for clients and referral partners, if those people feel connected to you, if they feel like they can trust you, if they feel like you're interested in them, then they're going to want to work with you. Okay. So you ready to practice? I'm all about action. It's not just about talking here. It's about action. So when I say go, I'm going to have each of you stand up and find one person in this room that you don't know. Now it's not going to be as organic as if you were just walking into a networking event because we all know what we're doing, but I'm going to give you just a couple of minutes to find out those three things about each other. What are you passionate? What's the other person passionate about? What's one experience they've had that's led them to where they are today? And what's a God given gift or talent they've had? Hey, did anybody find that helpful? Okay. So, I know it was a short amount of time, but just think what you accomplished in two minutes. Did you find out about the other person, something they're passionate about, experience they had, and a God-given gift or talent they have? Now take their business card right now. I want you to write down three words, starting with word number one. What's one thing that's going to remind you about what they're passionate about? Word number two, what's one word that's going to remind you about experience they've had? And number three, what's one word that will remind you about a God-given gift or talent they've had? So write down those three things on the business card. Now, here's what's really beautiful about this. How many of you have gone to a networking event before and you get a bunch of business cards and you go home 
and you take that business card you've got it, a pile of business cards, and you put it by your computer with your ever-growing stack of business cards, right? And you think, I'm going to call this person tomorrow. But then tomorrow gets away from you. So you think, I'm going to call him next week. Next week gets away from you. A couple weeks, you go and pick up that business card, and you think, who was this person? Barely even remember him. Well, now you have three things to remind you. Now, I'm not saying you should wait three weeks. In fact, I'll share, can I share one other secret with you for networking? Yes. Okay, I'm just asking because I don't want to, I don't want to overwhelm you with knowledge here. One of the things I do when I go to a networking event is the following week, I actually schedule out a day or a half a day just for follow-up, okay? Because follow-up is key. You have to have follow-up. What was the thing Robert talked about up here? What's the thing that I did? I followed up with him. Once I know that I want to work with somebody or build a relationship with them, you have to follow up with them. So schedule time to do that. I'll, I'll do a part two to that secret too. If you send a follow-up email, uh, how many of you have ever gotten a follow-up email or a text before from somebody after a network event? Hey, so-and-so, so great to meet you at that event. Hope we connect soon. Totally generic, not really personable, right? What if you got a text or an email that said something like, hey, so-and-so, so great to meet you at the networking event. I loved how passionate you were about blank. Thank you for sharing your experience of blank. And I just noticed you had a really a gift or a talent for blank. I'd love to connect with you. Is that somebody you'd want to work with? Absolutely. So just think about that. Okay. Next thing, we're going to talk about three simple statements. Okay. These are in your networking, uh, when you're doing interviews, something that I specialize in as a TV and radio show host, as somebody who speaks on stages a lot, I specialize in helping people be really concise and say what they mean in as few words as possible. So why is this important? Again, think about it. Have you ever networked or connected with somebody that just went on and on and on? I literally talked on the phone with somebody the other day for 45 minutes. At the end of talking, I still didn't know what that person did. And they said, well, I'd love to think about if for you to consider working with me. And I'm thinking, I don't even know what you do, right? So it's really important to be concise about what you do and, and what's a great way to say it. So I want you to think, what are some simple statements that can describe what you do? Let me give you an example. So I wrote the book called Soul Intuition. So when I'm being interviewed about my book or when I'm talking in a networking situation about my book, one of the things that I say and when somebody says, well, what does that mean? What do you do? And I say, well, one of the things I teach in my book is that intention fuels intuition. That's my simple statement. Intention fuels intuition. And that sparks curiosity. The person's going to want to know what that means. So intention fuels intuition. Okay, who wants, who wants some help? Let's make this interactive today. Can somebody raise their hand that wants to share what their business is and what they do? Raise your hand. Okay, come on up here. What's your name? Uh, David Frank. All right, David, come on up. Everybody, let's give a big round of applause for David Frank. Hey, David, what is, it, what is it that you do? Come on over here. Specifically, I coach CPAs. I help them get off the treadmill that they're on. They're in a highly commoditized industry. And I usually tell them, say, well, hey, you know, how can you improve your life? So the main intent is before you do that is, well, most of these CPAs can work seven days a week, 
some of them are like one CPA has a goal. She wants to stop working at 3 p.m. on a Sunday. Well, that's cool. Okay, so you work with CPAs. Now, you said something in there that I think we can make a simple statement. What did you say about the treadmill? Yeah, they're on a, a treadmill. I mean, they're very responsive. They feel like they can't take time off without being losing a client. Okay, so let's talk about how you can simplify that statement. So when you talk with somebody about being on the treadmill, maybe you say something like, I help CPAs get off the treadmill and onto the tra fast track to success. Oh, well, that's even better. Do you like that? Yeah. Okay, I want you to say it now. I help CPAs get off their treadmill onto the fast track for success. Okay, what did you take out of that? Off the treadmill. So there's some action words. What do you think of when you think of a treadmill? Like you aren't going anywhere, right? Fast track to success. Is it, is it ambiguous enough, though, that you're going to want follow-up to find out more? Okay? Yes. Okay, so... Thank you very much. Big round of applause for David Briggs. Okay, so I want you to just take a moment and think about what could be a simple statement that you could say. What's something that you could say that could spark people's interest, um, get them recognizing what you do, but wanting them to find out more information. Does anybody have any that they want me to check? Can anybody think of one? Okay, come on up here. And what's your name? Shenoa. All right, beautiful. Okay, so what do you do? My husband changes your oil in your car at your house at your or at your work. Okay, so what's your simple statement? Uh, it's on his service. It's service that matters. Service that matters. Okay, I like that, but that could that could count for anything. So how can you add the oil in there? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, so service that matters. Maybe something that you could say is um, when it comes to the transportation of you and your family, we provide service that matters. What do you think about that? That's, it's good. Is it concise enough? Is it not, it's not too wordy? Well, what do you guys think? When it comes to the transportation of you and your family, we're service that matters. What do you think? Is it too long? Is it concise enough? If she said that to you in a networking experience, what would you think? Transportation. Transportation. They do something with cars. They care about you and your family, right? And service. They're service-oriented. Sound good? Okay, big round of applause. Thank you. So think about what are your simple statements that you're going to say when you're networking that get people to know who you are and what you do in a way that's going to lead them to maybe ask more questions. Now, here's the biggest challenge that people have. When somebody asks what you do, I see so many people that are tempted to go on and on and on and explain, explain, explain and tell all these stories. All you need to do is say one of your simple statements and let them ask the follow-up question. Okay, that's creating a conversation with whomever you're working with. Okay, so for example, if somebody asked you, what do you do? And you say, well, we provide, uh, we provide service that matters when it comes to transporting you and your family, something like that, right? And just stop there. Let the person ask the follow-up question. Now you're creating a conversation. Now you're not overwhelming them with information. Does that make sense? Okay. Are you excited about this as I am? I love to help people network and get their message out. Absolutely passionate about it. Okay, let's talk about some key things with your three simple statements. Make it catchy, make it powerful, 
And then you can back it up with an experience, a statistic, or a trusted source. So if somebody were to ask me, for example, if I said, well, when it comes to my book, and they say, well, what's your book about? And I said, well, one of the things I talk about in my book is that intention fuels intuition. They say, well, what does that mean? I'm gonna back it up with a, an experience or a trusted source. So the trusted source I would back it up with is Lewis Carroll's Alice in Wonderland, right? We all know Lewis Carroll, famous author, Alice in Wonderland. And I would give this example. Well, it's like Alice in Wonderland when she came to the fork in the road and she didn't know which way to go. The Cheshire Cat appeared and she asked him, she said, which way should I go, the right or the left? And he said, well, that depends on where you want to end up. She said, I don't know. And he said, well, then it doesn't matter which road you take. If we don't set an intention for our business, an intention in our lives, then when we come to those crossroads, our intuition will not be able to lead us and guide us. We've got to begin with the end in mind. Some other examples of that is you can back it up with an experience, a statistic, or a trusted source. So for example, David, do you have any statistics about CPAs that are alarming about their business or their success rate? Um, not all or do you have any experiences with clients? So those are things that you're looking for. What is an experience? What is a statistic, a trusted source? You might look up statistics for how many people uh, pay too much for oil service or how many people have had bad experiences when people don't really care about the service of their vehicle. I know I've had a few, okay? Is this helpful? You love it, right? Yeah. You're writing down tons of notes. It's mind blowing. It may seem simple, but I'm telling you, if you will do these things, it will increase your opportunities for clients. And instead of feeling like you have to beg people to work with you, you're going to attract them to you. They will want to work with you. Um, next, we're going to talk a little bit about the power of storytelling. I know you can't read this very well, but there's a whole psychology behind storytelling. And let me explain the difference. How many of you know who Les Brown is? Great. He's a client of mine, fabulous motivational speaker. I'll tell you who he is. If you ever Google or uh, look up on YouTube any kind of motivational speech collaboration ever, I guarantee you Les Brown is going to be on there. He is a fabulous, one of the most world-renowned motivational speakers. Here's the thing I love about Les Brown. When Les Brown tells a story, you feel like it's your story. I've been with Les and he's been telling stories. I'm laughing when he's laughing. I'm crying when he's crying. Now what's the difference between somebody like Les Brown, Dan Clark, these amazing speakers that can get up there, can tell you a story about themselves, Jane's really good at this too, tell you a story about themselves but you feel like you're in that story like it's about you versus, have you ever had this happen? You've gone and listened to somebody and they stand up there on stage and they tell you all about their life and you feel like it's a monologue about what they do and you're falling asleep in your seat, you're like, I don't really care, you know, that you've had this happen or that happen or how you found your product. So what makes, I mean, Les is telling a story about himself over here and you feel like you're part of it and you're experiencing all these emotions. And then this person over here is telling a story and you want to fall asleep and you're like, get over yourself. What's the difference? Well, it's all about the psychology and it's all about helping people recognize where they fit in your story. So when you're sharing your experience with somebody or when you're talking to them, when you're sharing your story in your heart, there's some things that you can do that are very helpful. So what I would suggest for everybody is to come up with five core stories. Okay, these can be experiences with clients or experiences you've had with yourself. Something that you have personally had happen to you in relation to your business 
that you've learned from, okay? Something that's happened to you that you've learned from, either in working with somebody, or maybe it's even a life experience you've had. Maybe it's something that happened to you when you were younger, but it's an experience that you can use um, to help somebody grow. And here's why stories are so important. Stories are really your experiences. Uh, there's an emotional equation. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of us feel like we've had some suffering experiences even. There's an emotional equation um, in a book called Emotional Equations that says, suffering minus meaning equals despair. Suffering plus meaning equals purpose. Let me tell you that again. Suffering minus meaning equals despair. Suffering plus purpose equals meaning. How many of you have had something happen to you that was less than ideal? You've learned from it, and now you have some wisdom or counsel to pass along to somebody else. Okay, this is probably, you can probably even think of a story in relation to your business, right? We really find purpose and fulfillment in our life when we're able to share our stories with others. And here's what's nice about other people. There's two ways we can learn in this world. We can learn through counsel or through consequence. Which way would you rather learn? I'd rather learn through counsel. I don't know about you, especially when it comes to hard lessons. Like I actually had an oil change in my car one time and they didn't put things back together properly and I had a major breakdown on the freeway when I was going to uh, an event in California. I learned from experience that I couldn't trust <laughs> just anybody, you know, a quick little oil change place, right? I would rather have someone come and tell me, hey, you know what? I, in my experience, we've noticed that there's people that just don't care and your vehicle and your family safety is our top priority and we're going to make sure that you're okay and we want to let you know how to do that. Okay, I'd rather learn by your counsel than by the consequence of breaking down. So think about when you're coming up with five stories, think about an experience that has a lesson to it. Now, when, you've ha when you're sharing a story, there's two really important components. First of all, you need to ask questions. Well, there's, I'll go through all these components. You need to ask questions. And those questions need to hit people at their pain point. So let's go with the oil change again, right? I may ask, you know, a lot of people don't even consider this, but is your family's safety on the road a top priority to you? Is there anybody in this room that would say no to that? So what's a question that you could ask with your experience that are going to draw the other person in, make them think about themselves and their buy-in? If you're talking to CPAs, you may ask this question. Do you ever feel like you're running on a treadmill? You're getting nowhere in your business and your life, and it's so frustrating because you put on all that hard work in school. Yeah. Okay. Are they going to be nodding their heads? Yes. <laughs> Here's a question that I ask, and I'll share an experience that I've had with you, a core story of mine. How many of you feel like you have more to offer the world? Here's a follow-up question. How many of you would like to wake up every morning feeling like you are making a difference in the world? I'd like to share a story with you. This is one of my core stories, so you're going to listen to the story and I want you to be present in the story, but I also want you to think about the things that are up on the screen as I'm sharing this story. This is a story, I actually had a dream a while ago. Now, I'm not a visionary or anything like that, but I want to share this dream with you because it, it meant something to me and it really taught me a lesson. So in my dream, I was sitting in a swimming pool. 
I was about waist deep, I had my eyes closed. I could feel my arms resting on the cement and just feel the sun like soaking into my skin. It felt so good. I could hear, it was a, it was a family pool and I could hear the happy screams of children and splash as they hit the pool. And I was just in a very peaceful, enjoyable moment. And as I sat there in the pool, I perceived a shadow come across my face as my eyes were closed. I opened my eyes and I saw that there was a dark cloud covering the sun. Now, immediately, my mother's words came to my mind, which were, Allison, if there's ever a dark cloud, get out of the pool. It's not safe. But I looked around and nobody else seemed concerned. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, am I overconcerned here? What should I do? But that thought just wouldn't leave my mind. Get out of the pool, get out of the pool. I just didn't feel comfortable. So I got out of the pool and I went into the dressing room. I had just finished changing when all of a sudden I heard a zap and people started screaming coming from the direction of the pool. I knew what had happened. I knew that pool had been hit by lightning. I watched as the other people in the dressing room around me ran the opposite direction from the pool towards the lobby, towards safety. And I remember in that moment thinking, I have two choices here. I can either go towards safety, I can spare myself a scene of carnage, or I can go back and try and help these people that are in obvious suffering. And I had no idea how I was gonna help them. But in that moment, I made the decision, I have to go back and at least try. So I headed back into the pool area, and as I walked in, I could see that the people in the pool were getting shocked. They were getting electrocuted, and the people outside the pool, they were trying to pull them out, but as soon as their hand connected with the person, they would get shocked, and they would jump back. They couldn't pull them out. And I just remember in that moment thinking, God, you know, help me, what should I do? And I got the thought, look down at your feet, and I looked, and there was a pair of rubber gloves, like the kind you do your dishes with, the big yellow rubber gloves. I'm like, okay. I know what I need to do. So I bent down, I picked up the gloves, I put them on, and I walked over to the pool, I grabbed onto somebody's hand and started pulling them out. And then I woke up from my dream. Now I had this dream at a time in my life where I was beginning a new business and I had a lot of fears. I had fears that my family was gonna feel pressured into working with me, that I couldn't share what I was doing with my friends because they wouldn't accept it, that nobody in the world would really know or understand what I was doing. After that dream, I woke up and I knew that there was something that I had to learn from that. So I took a moment in reflection and realized a couple of things. First of all, just like in that dressing room, I have had a choice in life. I can take the easy route. I don't need to help people. I don't need to share my message with them. I can just go and have an easy life. and Nobody's gonna blame me for that. Or I can try and help people that are in suffering. Second lesson that I learned was and by the way, I've made that choice. It's not always the easy one, but I've made that choice to help people. And by all of you here, I know that you have made that choice too. Second choice, or the second thing I learned was that I have tools that God has given me that are unique, that can help people. I can't get in the pool with them, but I can extend my hand and try and help them. I want you to think, what are the unique tools that you have that you can help people with? And are you using those tools? So in my story that I just told, you can see how I asked questions. I created an experience where you could be part of it. Um, this was a true experience, of course, that happened to me. I tried to create a conversation. I saw some heads nodding. I told you about my pain and my success within that story. How many of you felt emotion as I, as I shared that story? Emotion is key when you're sharing your stories. Now, when would be appropriate for me to share that story? Obviously, when I'm up on stage, maybe when I'm working with a client. 
but in what ways can you craft your stories to be able to reach people? Experience with a lesson, ask questions, create a conversation, hero's story, so you have pain and success and you use your emotions. So come up with those five core stories that you can share with people in that appropriate moment. Um, if you cannot see success within yourself, then you will never feel successful. It's as simple as that. Change your self-image and change your life. So what's the difference between a good networking event and a life-changing networking event? A good book, a life-changing book, a good show, a life-changing show, whatever it is, what is the one thing that bridges the gap? What's the one thing that makes it from good to life-changing? It's action. So you can walk away today and you can say, oh, that was great. Allison told some fun stories up there. She's kind of a dork, but I liked what she had to say. Or you could say, hey, there are some things that were shared with me today that I can actually implement and use in my business. So I'm going to give you a chance right now to take another action step. In fact, we're going to take a few. Who's up, Who's up for it? Who's ready to change their life? Yes. Yes, okay, a few hands. Let me try that again. Who's ready to change their life? Okay, come on, we can do better than that. Who's ready to change their life? I would feel better if you all jumped out of your chair when we said that. Let's practice, ready? Everybody scoot your chair back. Rosemary, don't jump too high. I don't want you to intimidate the people around you. Ready? Who's ready to change their life? Okay, that's better. <laughs> Got most of you to buy it on that one. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Um, I'm going to, Isabel, what time is it? It is 10.21. 10.21. So I'm going to give you an, an opportunity right now to go back to that person that you just talked to and you found those three things, the PEG, and I'm going to give you a chance to uh, set an appointment to talk with them further if you'd like. In fact, we're going to take five minutes, and I want you to see how many different appointments that you can set with people. These could be phone calls, in-person appointments. Everybody in this room either is an ideal client of yours, an ideal JV partner of yours, or knows somebody who is. So if I'm connecting with you and we really don't have a very similar business, I want you to connect them with somebody who may have that business for them, okay? The three-way text right there. So you're either setting up an appointment to talk to them or you're agreeing to do a three-way text. Does that make sense? Okay, we're gonna have five minutes to do this. Grab your business cards, see if you can get, I bet there's somebody that can get everybody in this room in five minutes. On your marks, get set, go. Appointment or a three-way text. For those of you listening live on Voice America, I want you to write down a list of people right now who you could connect with, who are your ideal clients or target audience. I want you to just shoot them a text and uh, let them know that you're interested in setting up a time to talk. I see that, I see that tear, Ryan, my dream move with you.
One more minute, everybody. One more minute. Set those appointments. Get your contacts. And I've got some a really special treat for you when we're done. So one minute. Stop, stop, stop. Everybody, please uh, give your person you're talking to a handshake, a high five, or a hug, and come on back to your seats. All right, come on back to your seat. I have a confession for you. You want to hear my confession? Come sit down. Everybody, turn off your recordings. No, I'm just kidding. Um, here's my confession. I was really training you for something, uh, an opportunity that I know a few of you uh, would be a good fit for. And that is this one of the things I told you about is that I have a radio show and a TV show. Um, the radio show that I do is through Voice America. Here, Voice America, will you wave your hands? Uh, they're over here. Definitely want to talk to them and check out these guys. Uh, how many of you feel like if you could reach more people and had a little bit more social proof, you'd get more clients? If you could reach more people, get more social proof, that means 
proof that you're an expert in your field, you'd reach more people. Well, I'd like to give you an opportunity. I'm gonna be here all three days. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, if you feel like being on the radio show might be a good fit for you, being on the TV show, or even talking to me about maybe some, some local stages that I have, so depending on what you wanna do. Okay, so how many of you would be interested, raise of hand, in talking about being on the radio show? Okay, so got a few people. Okay, so I'm gonna leave it up to you to come and find me, talk to me about this. Um, we reached, gosh, Ryan, how many, how many people does my show reach now? Yeah. Okay, how many people does the network reach? Maybe you don't know my show. So over four million people a month that the network reaches. Uh, so this is good for a couple of reasons. First of all, it's a global network, so some of you may have local businesses, uh, but we do have some local viewers. Second, second reason why I would love to talk to you about this is it's really great social proof. So what does that mean? Hey, I was just featured as an expert on Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson show. I featured other amazing experts on the show, uh, people like AJ Jane of Feed a Billion. I just had Diana Wentworth on. She was one of the original authors of the Chicken Soup for the Soul Cookbook with Jack Canfield and Mark Victor Hansen. So um, had some wonderful people on there. Robin's been on my show before. If you don't know Robin, you want to come and get to know her. Robert was just on my show last week. So we've had a fun time with him. So uh, definitely come and talk to me about that. Um, in, in conclusion today, if there's one thing that you take away from this, I want you to, uh, to take this away. That it really is not, when it comes to networking, when it comes about sharing your message, make sure and make it about the other person that you're talking to. Make sure that when you're talking to them, you listen to what they have to say. And when you're sharing your story or experience, make sure and, and have it be relatable to them. Uh, because you are here today because you're passionate about what you do. You're here today because you believe that what you have can change people's lives. If, if there was just a way for you to help them to know how their life would change right from the get-go, wouldn't people work with you? Practice these things that I've taught you today, implement those, and you will get more clients, you will get better JV partnerships, and you will be able to grow the business and reach your ideal clients. I'm Allison H. Larson, thank you so much for your time.